Is it a jungle in there? Welcome to Decorating Tips and Tricks. I'm Anita Joyce with Kelly Wilkness, and this is episode 329, Decorating with Houseplants. And the show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 329. And I know we both love plants in the house. It's so hot right now. It's so funny to think of like house plants are hot because it's like it's a you house mean plant. Hot, popular or hot? Like the temperature is very warm. I mean, it's popular. Oh, I thought because I was thinking, yeah, it's kind of warm right now too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm sure it is getting hot by you. Uh, no, house plants are very hot now. But I think it's funny, like a house plant. Like, like how can a hot plant, a house plant, be hot? But it it is. It's a very popular. hot trend. They're very, very popular. popular. I hope trend. it doesn't go to their heads. You know what I mean? Oh yes, exactly. Um, but. Trend or not, I mean, the houseplants have been around for forever, uh, as they should be, because they do so much for your decor. They breathe life into your decor, literally and figuratively. Definitely improve your air quality, even in in small amounts in small plants. Um, they fill awkward sp- spaces. They can add height to a room, and they are fairly inexpensive. So there is absolutely no reason why you should hesitate to decorate with houseplants. Some people tell me, well, I don't have a green thumb, but I don't believe in green thumbs and I don't believe in brown thumbs. It's called watering the plant, which I sometimes forget to do. (laughs) Yes. I mean, everybody forgets to do that. Or Uh you come back from vacation and you're like, oh, that's too bad. But Mm -hmm. you know what? If it was an $8.99 plant, it's not the worst thing in the whole world if it passes on. Um, So that shouldn't hold you back. So don't feel like you need to be a master gardener to be able to have a few house plants, even a large house plant, um, because it doesn't really matter if they're big or small. The only difference is you might have paid a little bit more for the big one. You all can do it. There are um, tips. There's also a list that we're going to run through, and then I'll put into the show notes of house plants that I mean, it's probably harder to kill than to keep alive. So that's if what you really, we need. Yeah. So if you're worried, then you know, stay within the confines of that list, and you're going to be fine. Yeah, and you know, I think of people like my mom. My mom didn't want a pet in the house, and she sure as heck didn't want any plants in the house that she was going to have to water. That seems so surprising to me because she's an artist, and I like, you know, I I just <laughs> artists and flowers and plants. It just all seems to go together. Well, yeah, but my mom. I she's an enigma she was, wrapped in a riddle, your well, mother. I and she, I like her very much, but she is. No, she's lovely. No, I love my mom. But, you know, I think she was very overwhelmed with taking care of the kids. And uh, not that we were wild or anything, but, I, you know, working. She worked full time and yeah. uh, was a mom and all this stuff. And honestly, I think it was just a little bit much for her. And maybe because she was so artsy, it just didn't quite... The last thing you needed was a fern to need something else from I mean, you. Like, well, I guess, because you know, I mean, God forbid somebody gave her a plant because it wasn't going to live. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, because, and she would just, you know, I don't even know. She just was not, it was not going to happen. I think she right. would just give them away because she knew. I think it just causes well better than letting them just die. Yes, give them give them to somebody else. It caused her stress. Care. So if the idea of plants causes you severe stress, go back and listen to our faux plant 
Yeah, episode. there you go. Or the but, 328 other ones. We'll keep, keep you busy. Yeah, but you know what? It. But even if you're anti-real plant in the house, give this a listen because I think we're going to have uh, some tips for you and some plant ideas that may be easier than you think. Well, on that note, let's dive right in. I love having plants in the house. I didn't for a while because we were under severe construction conditions. So, you know, there was no way we were going to be able to worry about a plant at that time. But then when everything started to come together, I started to add plants back in. And I am now at, a you know, kind of probably the highest number of houseplants that I've had in a long time. And I am enjoying them so much. And so I encourage you to add one or two, you know, do it slow if you're not sure. Uh, But you can incorporate them in so many beautiful ways and they do add so much to your spaces. So, uh, and and think out out of the pot, uh, out of the container, if you will, as far as how you're going to display them. Like right now I have this mini, mini palm. So it's really pretty. It's got a lot of different, uh, it's not just one stuff. trunk. It has many little trunks and it's a little mini palm and it's in a champagne bucket and it looks so pretty in there. And I put some moss around it, you know, for the look and also to um, keep the moisture level up. And it's very charming. Uh, How about a shelf above a door? I would put a plant up there that I didn't have to water that often. Maybe you're going to put um, some cactuses up there or something like that. But that's kind of a really cool place to fill in, uh, an unexpected place to add um, any kind of decor, but particularly some um, some plants. Um, Can I go little- back to the moss for a second? Sure. Mm-hmm. Because I think you just glossed over that when I think that's a really key thing to think about. Uh, for one thing, it does keep the moisture in. But also, it just makes the plant look neater, prettier. Mm-hmm. So this is something uh, you can go buy easily somewhere and just keep it on hand. And as you're potting your plants, just put that on there. And I think that's just such a lovely addition. Don't overlook that. I think it can really add a lot of beauty to your potted plant. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I did gloss over that. So I'm glad we got back to it. There are Decorating with houseplants. Okay, so sometimes you think about houseplants and then you think of that person that maybe, you know, you you knew or in your neighborhood or, you know, years ago, maybe that had just a lot, like too many houseplants. It's like having like <laughs> too many of anything is sometimes not a great thing, you know, and that pots were mismatched and, you know, maybe the plants needed to be trimmed. Maybe they were the kind that kind of wander and get viney and they got too leggy and, and it just kind of looked messy, right? And you could uh, see the can. dirt. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's not decorating with houseplants. That's just sort of like collecting houseplants, right? And I think people that are anti-houseplants, that's what they think of. Right. So, you know, that's what we're talking about. I mean, we even toyed with using uh, the term decorating well with houseplants, but then we thought, well, that would make sound like, you know, it was like healthy living or something like that, Uh, which, you know, it sort of is if you add a plant. But there's a way to decorate with houseplants and there's a way not to. So what I just described is kind of the way not to. You don't want to have... 20 houseplants lined up against the window in various sizes, you know, some on the ground and uh, they're all sort of tangled up and 
That's like not a, a like good a plant look. hospital or like that shelf. Oh, it's like the shelf at Lowe's where they're marked down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because they're there you halfway go. dead. You there don't you want go. it to look like that, right? But you know what? D- you don't pass those up because you can revive them, but that's a, that's a different episode. But hey, that is so right. So you don't want it to look like that. So yes, you want to have your, you don't need to have 15 of them. You have one or two or strategically placed throughout your house, you know, in the pretty things like the champagne bucket, like, you know, a beautiful pot in a, your accent color that you purchase. Definitely get the bag of Spanish moss or the great bag of green moss or even a bag of pebbles. It doesn't really, you know, people think, oh, just pebbles with succulent stuff. You could put pebbles on the top of any plant, any dirt with a plant. There's still, it's still going to get the moisture um, and make it beautiful. Well, what I want to add in what you've already said, I'm kind of just pulling out another key thing that you said. You said you put that one plant in a champagne bucket. Mm-hmm. So don't feel like you have to stick with pots that were specifically made for plants. And I particularly am not crazy about those plastic ones that are really kind of more for outside. I really want the pots to be as beautiful as everything else in my house. So I think it makes sense to really spend your time finding a beautiful pot. Uh, And of course, it's nice to have the kind that have the hole in the bottoms. But even if you can't, you can always, I know I put plants in champagne buckets, but I keep them in the plastic uh, containers, so, and right. then I can pull them out to water them, and exactly. then I pop them back in. Right, and that's the way to do it, and that's really the way to do it for uh, you know. I put plants in terrines. I put plants in um, so, different kind of ceramic uh, pieces, and you really don't want to put dirt in your ceramics, even if you've got it for a dollar or something at a, at a yard sale. I mean, why ruin the inside? It will change the inside if you've got dirt in there over a period of time. So keep it in the nursery um, plastic pot that it came in. You may want to at some point, if the plant's doing well, and I'm sure it will be because you're all going to be great stewards of your plants, you may want to increase the size of the plastic container, put some more potting soil in it so the plant can grow. You, it's not great if the um, plants get root bound in there, uh, but keep them in there. It's a great and easy way to water. So then on, you know, watering day, you just take your plants, whatever you have, three or five throughout the house, put them in your sink. You do the sprayer. If you have it, spray them all off. It kind of gets the dust off their leaves. They like that too, a little shower. And they give them a really good watering. And let them just sit there. Do it like, you know, maybe in between meals or when you know there's not going to be people coming and using the sink too much. And just let them sit in there for an hour or so and let them really drain. Uh, This is particularly true of orchids. They don't like to have their feet wet. So you don't want to just dump some water in there and then they're sitting in the decorative pot, you know, in an inch of water. They hate that. And most plants don't like that. Yeah, I think that's really, really bad. That's uh, really, really, I, I, really I mean, bad. But one of the worst things you can do. But if you do put it, your plant in a container, if you do end up putting it in a container that does, and it's not in its little plastic sleeve or whatever you want to call it, the kind that it came in, then you definitely want to put the broken up pieces of pottery in the bottom or rocks or something so that when you water them, the water can drain out. But in that particular case, you, you know, you can still overwater. So I think you have to be more careful with that. 
Yeah. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind if you're putting it in a pot with no uh, drained hole on the bottom. Yeah. And so many pretty pots or things that you're repurposing as pot mm-hmm. obviously won't have mm-hmm. a hole in the bottom. So yeah, so that it is a little drawback and you really should think about it, particularly if you're spending, um, you know, more than $25, $50, you know, if you're getting a tall plant, maybe even over $100 on a plant, uh, you don't want, you really want to put that type of plant in in a container that has some drainage. So uh, lots of times you can buy one that actually has a pretty saucer attached to it. So it's made oh, for right. a plant. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if your plant co- is more than just like a little $6.99 house plant or $12.99 or something like that, if it's a plant that you're going to spend a little bit of money on and you're hoping to keep for a while, I would suggest you get the kind with the real um, drainage mm-hmm. holes True. and with the self I would call it like a self dish. So it's the same color. So it looks nice together. Crane Barrel had some really nice ones. I just got for a client of mine in a whole array of colors and they had the saucer on the bottom and they were very well priced. Um, because it's really, it, it's really bad for the plant not to have the proper drainage. And that's going to make it much harder for you to take care of it because you don't know what's going on down there. The, the top inch might seem like it's dry, but it might be really wet. That's what's happened to the ficus in my bedroom. My darling daughter uh, was helping me out. And I don't I don't know how many times she went and filled up the – I had like a plastic container that I would water it with. She must have filled it up like 12 times. The thing – like six months later, the thing was still so – well hydrated that it died. Oh. <laughs> it was oh. overloved. Yeah. Oh. When I dragged it out of my bedroom and down the stairs and out to the front lawn and I pulled it out of the pot, it was soaking wet in there. Oh. Yeah. It's too much love. It was like, I was trying to tell you I was over here screaming and you didn't Stop, know. But I, I was drowning. I know. Yeah. That's sad. Now, if you want to group plants together, um, which is a great look, particularly if you've got sort of an awkward corner or you just need to fill space or you just want to have some extra green. We do them in varying heights and varying shapes. So maybe one that has a trunk and uh, as more of a um, like a, a tree shape, like more of a topiary shape where you've got trunk and then greens. And then maybe a fuller one, like an umbrella plant is a really great one to have that's a nice full round one. And then maybe something kind of interesting and spiky. Even aloes do really nicely inside. They, and, and they're pretty happy anywhere. They don't even have to be in bright sun. And in that instance, I would either get the pots to match in a similar color or the same color, or I would do um, and have them all be the same texture, or I would do different textures, but keep in the same color family. Oh, yeah. And I just love having ivies in the house too. And they're pretty hardy. They can usually handle the indoor light situation. I think so many plants, they just aren't going to get enough light inside. So I I think that's another thing to keep in mind. And I know you're going to be talking about which specific plants to buy, but some plants are just not going to do well inside. So I think that one of the biggest tricks is to find a plant, to buy a plant specifically that is going to be happy with a little lower light levels and, uh, you know, a little drier air than the outside or a little, yeah. you know, just, yeah. It's like, why fight it? You know, I mean, you know, it's, it's the plant's nature. You really don't want to have, you know, it's like, like in my outdoor garden, like I would love to have certain plants that are beautiful on the East Coast that I used to have, but I'm just not going to have them here. So I could, the first year I was here, first couple of years, I had 
hydrangeas in pots, but I would have to like run around and move them around. Oh, wow. they wanted sun, but then it was too much sun and then they get burned. And I think I can't be a slave to my hydrangeas. I'll just have to buy them cut and be happy with them. And I, the same goes for inside, you know, stick with plants that really are happy in low light. And there's a lot of beautiful ones that are, and we'll talk about those. I had a thought the other day and I, um, I think I might do it in my house. Um, if you don't have a very wide window sill and maybe you don't have room for a big plant to be on the floor behind a sofa or behind, in my case, the love seat in the dining room, mm-hmm. I was thinking, I don't know, I'm just like saying this out loud for the first time, so I'm not sure if it's a complete thought or not, but I was thinking of having- like, <laughs> What a great like, place to put that out there on the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> you want to know what else I dreamt about? Yeah, so, and then, so- so um. Just a wooden shelf. Like you could make one or you could just buy one of those wooden shelves that they have at, you know, Home Depot or something like that with the bracket or just get a piece of wood like a two by six or something like that and two pretty corbels. You could make a shelf that is right under your window ledge and so extend it, right? So make it wider where you could put potted plants on it. And then if you had your sofa, I mean, you could be without a piece of furniture in front of it, but if you had your sofa or your love seat, then in front of it, you would, they would, it would be like a console table almost behind them. And this is where the plants would be really happy because they'd be in a window and then they would look pretty and soften the line of your sofa or what have you, because you would see them behind it rather than, than having a big giant plant in a big giant pot on the floor behind it. And then you have to have the furniture pulled out more. This way you could just have maybe three plants in three matching pots. I thought that would be really lovely. I think that's a great idea. Because you know where I'm thinking about is, and I don't know if you you guys have seen my dining room, I could put a link to it so you could see where I'm talking about. There's a bump out in my dining room, which is kind of weird that it's there, but it's there. And so we put this love seat in there and turns out people like to sit there. Uh, But it feels like it needs something over there. I can't do more curtains or drapes because it's just, there's, it's just awkward. Um, and so I feel like it would be nice to have some green over there. So that's when I came up with that idea. So, I mean, you could do that anywhere if you just, if you wanted some plants on a window ledge, which is super charming anyway, but you didn't have a wide enough ledge, just stick a shelf under it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a great idea. <laughs> well, I like that. Phew. <laughs> I know. Well, well, and if you I know, got halfway in and I couldn't think of the rest of it, that would have been Yeah. Hard. Well, I, and, and then, you know, another, uh, tip I have that I use here because, you know, I do forget to water things is if it's a plant that likes moisture is I keep it under the cloche. And that's what cloches were meant for in the first place was to protect seedlings during difficult weather. So they were kind of made a little terrarium for Mm -hmm. the the little seedlings. Um, And so they kind of controlled the the temperature and the moisture level. Uh, So yeah, so a cloche will kind of keep that moisture in there and it won't need to be watered as much, but you know, it's not going to work for something that wants dry, uh, dry temperatures like a succulent. Good. Good I shouldn't say temperatures, temp, uh, drier air. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, how about filling up your fireplace either if it doesn't work or for the summer months, ferns are great in there. And you know, as long as it's not, don't shove them all the way into the back. You want to see them anyway. So you kind of have them and make sure I would, you just don't want to put like a little, one little pot and then you see all the black or the brick or whatever around it. You want to fill it up. So 
if that means getting a bigger plant or maybe even better, get a, maybe you get like a crate that has uh, a taller sides or something like that. And you put three ferns in there and let them just sort of like have the fronds, you know, overlapping each other. So it really looks full and lush and like, like it's almost like it's spilling out of it. I love that idea. And then if it's doing that, if it's not shoved all the way in the back, then it's going to catch most likely, unless you live in a really, really dark house, it's probably going to catch some light somewhere. Well, and you know, another thing to think about too is just because you bought the plants and there's just one plant per pot, you can uh, redo them in your new pot and put, you know, two or three plants together to make it look fuller or put three different plants, like three different ferns together. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to just take the plants as they come and use them like that. You can, uh, you know, redo them, repot them. And, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, I do repot them to give them a little more room to grow. Or sometimes I just wait and think, well, if it's alive in six months, then I'll worry about repotting the thing to have a little more room for it. (laughs) It's a probationary period. If you can hack it here, then you get a new pot. You may not you be needing growth room. You're out of here. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's not the poor plant. I'm not giving fault. you more square footage until you prove that you can live. <laughs> survive. You can survive my treatment. That's really yeah, nice. yeah, or lack thereof. But hey, you know, I, I think you, you know, what you just said sort of belies this whole you don't can't take care of plants. Mixing them, putting two or three together, like that's kind of advanced plant care, and I, I highly agree with you. I mean, that is a great way to, to fill it in. Um, I think that's a great way if you have, say you get a tall-ish plant, but it's kind of still a little gangly. You know, it was the $49 plant rather than the $129 plant. So it's still, you know, it's kind of, it's going to grow, you know, it really is going to grow. So then maybe underplant that like you would underplant outside, underplant mm-hmm. that with some ferns. And that'll make that trunk not look so gangly. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. And I love the little trees kind of inside the house too. Mm-hmm. I think that's a beautiful look. Yeah. 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 But I, I mean, you definitely it. have to make sure it's something that's going to do okay indoors. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. You know what's fun to put little small plants in? Kind of cast off or extra or vintage thrifted uh, pans, like bunt pans. Or I have a couple of old uh, little loaf pans. Oh, I have a ton of those. Yeah. And in the past, I've put little plants in them and it's very charming and it's a great use of them. And now again, you're not going to get any drainage in there. So you're probably going to, you know, I've done succulents mostly where they really don't need to be soaked. You know, if you had ferns and things like that, that need a little bit more water, then maybe stay away from that. But it's kind of cool. How about putting them up on a pedestal, you know, that you can buy pedestals or maybe you have one. And that is a great way to really showcase a lovely plant. I like the idea of one like again, like a fern that's kind of like draping, you know, it's like full and it's draping over. I think that's a pretty way to um, display those. The Victorians loved the plant stands. There's so many from that era. And I actually have some antiques and yeah, I really wasn't really sure what to do with them. I mean, really the best thing I think to put on them is to put plants on them. 
Yeah, because they're usually too small for you to put, you know, on and too tall then for a side table and stuff like that. Um, plants can also serve as draperies. You know how Anita and I are you know, often say, you know, just take the drapes off. Like it looks better without them. Let as much natural light in. Anyway, but if you need some privacy and you want to forego shades or drapes, uh, plants, large plants, maybe two or three of them could be, uh, you know, a cost saving certainly from having custom drapes or shades done. And that'll give you the green, a really nice way to block uh, a view you don't want to see or for people from seeing into your house. I think that's a great thing to do if you want to block a view because so many of us live in the middle of a city and maybe there's just a fence right there or another house or you know something else that you just really don't want to see but you don't want to close the the blinds and then make the room dark so that's a great way to do it is just to put a plant there i think that's a fantastic idea another thought is um put a mirror behind your plant. And it doesn't even have to be one of these giant floor plants. Uh, but if you put a mirror behind any plant, it's going to double it. And it's going to, you know, in visually in the room, it's going to feel like there's more of it. Uh, but if you do it with a large mirror and a large plant, that can be really, really effective. Oh, that's a great idea. I hadn't thought of that one. And I got one more. Uh, how about pairing plants with botanical prints. So kind of, you know, go in that whole way and just, you know, get in that whole feel, which is a really fresh look, particularly now that we're getting into for most of the, us any into the, the summer months. I know we have listeners in uh, down under and various places where, you know, it's, it's not going to be spring and summer, but that is a really nice look. Oh yeah. I think that that's a great way to go. So yeah, let me shoot you out this list now. I'll just do it quick, but I'll put it in the show notes as well. Um, some easy to grow, hard to kill plants. Okay, the peace lily. I love the peace lily. Um, spider plant. I remember those from my youth. Uh, I don't. <laughs> the cast iron plant. You can imagine, oh, like yes. that'd be tough. Um, the philodendrons, and there are several other plants that kind of look like philodendrons, but they're super easy, glossy green leaves. Um, the English ivy, really nice. Chefalera, do you have that on there? I don't. <laughs> See, she knows plants. <laughs> That's not on my list, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, shamrock plant. And then the ZZ plant, which is very upright. And then on the bottom of the list, very easy to care for. I don't care for it, though. The snake plant, it reminds me of something that would be in a dentist's office. Not to knock any dentists, but, you know, I'm saying that like that oh, quintessential, like, you, yeah. you know, congratulations on opening your office, you know, like oh. a, a ribbon on it. You know, we've all seen those plants, right? So that's the snake plant. But I think the snake plant on its own, I wouldn't care for. But if you mix the snake plant, it's very upright <laughs> and spiky. If you mix it with some other plants, it might be fine. Well, and I have a I have a bromeliad I have kept alive for several months now. <laughs> Very nice. Good for you. So it can't be that hard if she's keeping it alive, you guys. So, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, you know, so these are just – and these also will tolerate very low light for the most part. So, you know, these are kind of like plant 101. 
Indoor Plant 101. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I think the other thing too is what happens, I think, with people is they bring the plant home, it's not doing well, and they really the problem is not knowing is the plant getting too much water or not enough. And if you don't know how to read the signs, that's when I think you get into trouble because you don't realize you've already overwatered the plant and that that's the real problem. And then you keep doing it because mm. sometimes the plant's drooping because it doesn't have enough water. And sometimes it's drooping because it's got too much. So I think part of it is is picking it up and, and making sure that the roots aren't wet. You know, if it's got a drain hole, make sure it's sitting out and draining all the way. Check it. If it's in a pot that doesn't have a hole, make sure like it, like Kelly's plant, that it hasn't, you know, had too much water poured in there. I think that's it. If it's got brown leaves, then it's not, then obviously not enough water. Um, What else would you say about that, Kelly? Well, yellow usually indicates too much water, but, you know, it could be some other thing. What I would do is when you buy your plant, they have those little tags. Most of the time, they don't tell you much of anything. Uh, But it will at least give you the name of the plant. It will probably give you general terms how much light it needs. Take a few minutes and look the plant up on the internet. And then try to keep somewhat of a schedule when you water it. Um, If it's very low water, then every two weeks. If it's, you know, sort of mid-range, then maybe once a week. It also depends where you have it. If you do have it in a really sunny spot, then it's going to need a little bit more water. So it's really, you know, it's a common sense. It's stick your finger in the dirt, see how it feels in there. And then I've mentioned this product before. I think I did it on one of my crushes, but there's that uh, old timey plant food called Thrive. Remember, mm-hmm. I think I told about, talked about that well, one. We've it won, used like, that. We used the to use that. Fair in 1942 yes. or something like that. It's awesome. You just get, a, it's concentrate. You just get a little tiny bit of that. It comes in a little tiny bottle. And then, you don't have to do that every time, but maybe every month or so, every two months, you give it a little, pour a little bit of that into its water. And I'm really, I think you'd be fine. I, I, and orchids we could throw on here too. They're pretty easy care. They just are not going to last and bloom all that long, but you know, you'll have them for a period of time and you can really, they're obviously so beautiful. And right. And some of them. these plants, they don't like, the leaves don't like getting wet. Mm-hmm. So you have to water them underneath the leaves. And yeah. so, you know, like the the African violets, they don't like, you know, the le- the stems yeah. don't like getting wet. So yeah. I know my mother-in-law loved African violets, so she had a ton of them. Yeah, they uh, were really popular in like the 70s, too. I remember my grandma. Well, way those. past the 70s. She really? st- but, you know, once she found a thing she liked, she stuck with it. Well, that's nice. So, yeah. It's yeah, good to be but, loyal. <laughs> yeah, she was very loyal to her African violets. That's right. Well, I have uh, my crush today is also a plant, uh, but it's an outdoor plant, Lady Banks Roses. I had the opportunity to uh, get a couple of those from Monrovia probably two years ago. And they didn't, they bloomed a little bit, but didn't do too much. Well, this year, you know, plants just have to, you know, just to get settled in like everybody mm-hmm. else. And True. I've been working on my soil and all of that. Uh, they were always beautiful and healthy, but the the blooms were not so terrific. But beautiful, healthy plants, they were growing this year. And maybe because we had so much rain here in Southern California, they are spectacular. So Lady Banks roses are, oh. um, they're like more of like a rambler. Um, rose, they have very small, maybe inch to inch and a half across white blooms that come in little clusters. 
And the, it's not like a traditional rose with the petals. It's like a little frillier. Absolutely charming. So you could, you know, like sort of. They Is would it more be- like an heirloom rose, would you say? No, no. Okay, okay. So you can, it comes, there are like tiny sprays almost. Um, and they'd be great in arrangements if you cut them and they you, they kind of like trailed uh, at the bottom of the arrangement, sort of like softening the lines and stuff. But it's they're so pretty. I have one trained over a fence and it's r- just going, going, going. And I just keep putting little screws in my fence and like, you know, tying it on and it just grows another foot or so. And the other one on the side of my house is absolutely out of control. It's so pretty, but and I probably waited too long to, to try to tame that in and now it's blooming. So I'm just letting it go crazy right now, but really beautiful. Um, particularly if anybody has, has a little fear of trying roses, this is a t- small, tiny little rose. I mean, an, a person may not even, a, a person who didn't know the name of it may not even think it was a rose in a sense. So look at it online, but that's what it's called. Lady Banks Rose and uh, from Monrovia. Oh, well, that sounds so wonderful. And now mine's so pedestrian. But I just, because <laughs> it's a little handheld you, vacuum. You, but I, I, I've already done a vacuum. I've done vacuums. No okay. shame in a vacuum. All right. Well, it's it's a little handheld cordless vacuum. The thing I liked about it is that it's for picking up pet hair mm. and kind of hard to pick up things. But I got it to clean out. I'm, I'm, I'm turning over a new leaf. I'm going to start keeping my car clean. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so I got this for for the car, but also it could be used for furniture, that sort of thing. But it's not a floor vac. So this is a handheld, but it's a Bissell. I'll include a link to it. But this one's specifically for dog hair, too. And because we have a collie, I thought, "Mm, I think this is going to come in handy. Oh, yeah, that's for you. Okay, good ones. So our listener question today is from Trisha M. And Trisha wants to know... What magazines do we read? She was sad that Romantic Homes went uh, under and uh, was wondering if we had any suggestions for magazines that we enjoy. Well, I wanted to mention two favorites of mine that are French magazines. You know, that's my kind of first love is Mm -hmm. uh, French style. And there's two that I love to read. One is, uh, well, actually, I guess more than that. But there's Country French Magazine. That's a Meredith publication. And there's French Style Magazine. And then there's um, the Fifi's one, which is, I think, Country French Style. So I'm going to, those three. And they're all beautiful magazines. If you're interested in French design, I think you would like those. If not, then eh, they're probably not for you. Oh, yeah. They're all very lovely, though. Um, You know, I think no matter what design you like, it's it's so pretty. Um, Okay, so what I read, Trisha, is um, House Beautiful, have for years. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying Veranda now. I got into it maybe last year. And I, th- I think it's just a really well written uh, magazine as well. Um, I very high quality. Yes, and the mm-hmm. and the photos. It's I used to stay away from magazines that I felt like were a like almost like a little too highbrow. Like, oh, I'm never my house never going to look like that. Or but but here's the thing. I think they tend to. Um, th- well, Miranda has some you- pretty high end homes in there. So does House Beautiful. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So sometimes you're like, oh, I don't want to see that because I'd never be able to get that, you know, $12,000 coffee table, nor would I want a $12,000 coffee table. But it's, 
it, I think that the articles are really well written. Um, they do interesting profiles on the people whose homes that they, um, go and take the pictures mm-hmm. of. And, um, it might make you think of a way to incorporate something you saw in a different way in your own home. It, it seems to be that it helps me push my envelope a little bit more than seeing what is in, uh, the more tr- mid-range magazines. You know well, what I'm saying? Uh, that's, well, that's the way I feel. I like looking at a very high-end magazine because I, I'm with you. I'm not going to spend that kind of money on a coffee table or sofa. But I liked. But to me, it's kind of like somebody who looks for counterfeit uh, bills. Money, <laughs> money. They've got to le- know the real thing, and mm-hmm. then they then they can tell what's a a forgery or a ah. counterfeit. So if you want a high-end look, then I think look at these high-end magazines and then that you'll know what 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 that look is and then it'll be easy to find things because that's what I've done all along is mm-hmm. I have looked and seen what the high-end look is and then I've found uh, generally a less expensive way to get pretty close to that look right. where it's really difficult to tell. So yeah, I think that's a great way to go. Yeah, I've even picked up, I haven't, purchased it and I don't subscribe to it, but um, I I never really gave Architectural Digest a thought, but then they start, somebody at my thrift store that I go to all the time donates them. Oh, wow. So, there yeah. you go. So I, I mean, I... So you're not paying $20 an issue for it. That's no, no. They're like, they're a dollar. And, you know, they come, they must come in pretty regularly. Uh, someday I'm sure I'm going to walk in and see the person like handing over the bags and then I can say thank you for that. Um, because, <laughs> thank you for spending $20 and then I get them for one. Yeah, because I really enjoyed them, whereas it's not something that if I saw it on the newsstand, I would necessarily be drawn to. Like, you know, I scan the newsstand and I look for the ones and every time you look, there's less and less. Isn't that the truth? There's a new ones all the time that I hear that are just going by the wayside. And it really it's is a tough business. sad. I mean, I think we as bloggers, and it's not really the bloggers. Well, I sh- should say, I mean, we as bloggers, in a way, kind of contributed to the demise of the magazines. But that was not a happy thing for any of us. All it, it, you know, all of us that are in home, the home decor a field were crushed when the magazine started going under, but I think it's just Pinterest house. I mean, it's kind of same thing happened with the music industry. You know, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? Right. Right. And so it's kind of a sad thing because I, know, I love that holding said, a magazine. There's so many people that, that still feel like holding it in their hand is really nice. And I love that. Like I have a little stack. Well, I do I'm like, too. Oh, I can't wait to look. And yeah. I still think there's value in magazines. I'm just saying I don't feel like everyone still appreciates them, but I wish no, they, they would. No, they, they can't. They can't survive because also, you know, the advertising is not even subscription. I'm sure that most magazines make their bulk of their money from advertising. From the advertising, yes, right? So course. if the advertising moved on, then that's where the problem is. You know, subscription, I think, it's kind of like uh, – you know, when you, if you have a benefit or an event, like the ticket price is only going to cover so much, but it's really, you know, the auction that's going to make the money kind of thing. I think that's kind of like with the subscription to the ads, it's kind of the same thing for the magazines. So it is, that is too bad, but you know, there's all these other things that have opened up to us, but great question, Trisha. Thank you for asking. I hope that, um, put you in, uh, you know, gave you some new things to think about. And I was thinking, Anita, maybe we should do an episode about magazines that are left. Cause I bet there's a bunch that we don't know about that we would oh, enjoy too. That would be fun to do some research on yeah. that. 
Yeah. Would force me to go sit at Barnes and Noble and look at Wouldn't them all that be over. awful? I know. Oh, right? it'd be terrible. Terrible. Okay, we're willing to do it for you. You let us know <laughs> if you'd like to hear any of that. Oh, so, my goodness. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Now, go check your plants. If you have any, go stick your finger in and make sure that they don't need a water or give them a little spritz or something. And remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.